0: Yo, (sighs) slowly come back, man, you're interrupting my game. Right up. On who, bro? Bro, I can't hear you say that again. Ride out on who? If I'm coming give me two minutes. Two minutes. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there.
1: And guys, that's why the manhood of Ikhwan al Muslimin is a very different. No, no. Yo, we're we not bro. Yo, we're we not my bro. Relax, but man. We're we not bro. You said it's a ride out. Yeah, bro, but in the car, man. The show. Huh? Ride out in the car man, just the cars, bro. Often candy crosses, everything man.
0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi brothers and sisters that right there is a BMW M3 competition pack this is right out and that's right we're still here even though on the last episode Imran said we need a thousand comments we didn't get a thousand so how comes we're doing another episode to find out we need to carry on watching with that said let's get into the car talk a bit about the episode you know what's funny one thing I clocked I always say let's get into the car and talk about the episode but I never actually talk about the episode when I get into the car I just talk about the car but you know what today's episode was different today's episode we just recorded it and it was so deep and so impactful that right now I don't want to talk about the car and in fact we're not even going to put any b-roll shots of the car or any funny features or anything like that we're just going to get straight into the episode and I really highly recommend all of you to watch it to the very very end let's get into the episode Bro, you know what? I need to prepare something. I need to prepare something for my death. Very scary what life You see this scene. And someone actually hit the back side of my car. Go on, let me get your number. In the name of Allah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'ar. Salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Ride Out. Alhamdulillah, the show's still here. Iran, I wanted to ask you, you mm-hmm. said last week, if we don't get a thousand uh, comments, then the show will be discontinued, right? Mm-hmm. We, did, we did not get a thousand, I think we just about reached 500, mm-hmm. and yet we're recording another episode. How comes?
1: Alhamdulillah, <laughs> wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, amma bad. Assalamu alaykum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Um, so although I did say a thousand episodes and we'll see, I didn't actually say we we'll cut it if I'm not mistaken, but anyway, we can go back and check. Okay, you said, I feel, you said I'm I thinking think, of scrapping yeah, the show, yeah, I or I'm thinking of scrapping something. it and a thousand comments. And we'll see. So, obviously, a thousand is a number that I threw out there. Um, it was a bit of an optimistic one, but you know what? 500 people who actually really benefited, and the one the comment that shot people there was actually people who were like, Bro, I'm not even into that religion, I'm only into cars. Yeah. There was a few comments like that Yeah, And they were like But well, I only came across this Because I'm always searching for cars And now I started watching it yeah. watching Dean. Even I'm changing Even my wife's seeing changes in me And yeah. I was like You know what SubhanAllah As Prophet Wasallam said to Ali He <laughs> Naam Even if one person is guided to Islam through you It's better for you than red camels And of course red camels Was, was, was their like you know how today for us we have an imagine you know, a Lamborghini Aventador. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah, it's yeah. like some it's, it's, it was it was the most prestigious animal to ride. And even today, like those kind of camels are sold for over a million pounds some in some yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. So that's more than an Aventador. So for all the yeah, car yeah. people, the, the, the car analogy, dawah car analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, And also, also there, there were beneficial. a lot of
0: comments where people were saying that subhanAllah like Please don't stop it. This is actually an alternative to Netflix for me. Yeah. This is an alternative to movies, to you know and that's to music. Even music. Yeah.
1: Yeah Alhamdulillah, It's beautiful man. Alhamdulillah.
0: The, the whole channel Is saying. That
1: that's what shocking me is that recently like I'm seeing that I'm seeing that comment come up on like Chama Bai. And they say session that yo bro I stop watching TV because it's I stop watching Netflix because And I'm actually learning you know so Alhamdulillah All praise and thanks to Allah Azzawajal, we're just grateful that he used us as a tool for his course
0: Okay, so let's get into today's topic so today we are in the BMW M3 competition Not the brand new one but the uh, F80 So This car huh. This car what can I say about this car this car it's a mad car, and of the recent cars we've had, we've had the BMW i8, we've had the CLA 45, we had the M5, the Golf R, all of those cars were four wheel drive. And as I explained previously, obviously, I know, sorry if you're not into cars, you probably won't know what I'm talking about. But the power goes to all four wheels, which provides more stability, especially when you've got a lot more power. This car, however, is rear wheel drive, right? Which means it's and, a lot and it's got power harder to control, and it's got a very decent amount of power, I think about 450 brake horsepower So, it's very hard to control a car like this and having driven it, I can really understand why someone might, for example, have an accident in a car like this. And it really got me thinking, especially because there's something that happened recently with myself, uh, I told you about this, um, which was that I was on the motorway, on my way to work, uh, and someone actually hit the back side of my car. uh, And motorway speeds, and you know, Alhamdulillah, my car didn't spin out or you know, uh, didn't hit the central like reservation or anything. I was in the I was in the overtaking lane. He was in the middle lane, and uh, he had basically been texting on his phone. So he was texting because he, he told me he goes, I was, I was texting my wife. I got distracted because um, we pulled over on the hard shoulder, um, and he was like, Look, I'm sorry, I was texting. Maybe I'll put the video. I'll put the video in. We'll blur the number plate the blur the guy's face. It's not much, bro. Yeah. Well, what, you, your wife was texting you, huh? Yeah. Sure. Sure. License as well my friend I is that my friend I know that you are the driver, yeah? And have you got damage in your car as well? <laughs> Come on, let me. get your number gonna lie to you that was a massive wake-up call for me because in my mind i was thinking bro i'm on the motorway like subhanallah allah, only through the permission of allah it wasn't something worse
1: yeah because the way the, the way it was most accidents that like, like people died
0: that's where not necessarily people yeah but like, that's where you you would spin out and on yeah. the motorway you got cars coming at 70 miles an hour flying so it's one of them ones where it could easily be in a situation where someone died like that's the kind of thing. You know like police if they want to stop a car they'll hit it from the back because the that will make the car kind of you spin know spin out. out um but alhamdulillah it was just because he was drifting off like not not drifting as in physically drifting uh as in like tokyo drift but as in drifting as in um like he drifted out of his lane into my lane and he just clipped my car and it really completely like Subhanallah, what have i done to like if i was to die there and then like, what would I say to my family? And even silly things like, there's passwords to certain email accounts that you guys need. Like, if I go, like, and you're gonna locked out of those accounts, like, you know, gonna it's gonna be problematic. Like, certain <laughs> things that I have to do with upload. So I thought, bro, you know what? I need to prepare something. I need to prepare something for my death. Like, if I was to die today or tomorrow, what have I prepared? Like, what, have I left any instructions for my family that do this? Have I left any instructions for my, for my business, for my colleagues, for my, for, like, for whatever it might be for my parents? to do this like you know i've got this money this can't do this with it i haven't done anything why because in my mind i don't believe i'm gonna die and the reality is i don't know when i'm gonna die so for me that was a really 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 big wake-up call so i just wanted to ask you before we get into the topic is when was the last time for you you had like a realization of death or like a you know like the the thought of death of you dying came to you
1: I know it's deep here It was actually last night Really? Yeah, it was actually last night Really? Yeah, wallah, wallah, it was actually last night I must have just got into bed And um, It means Like the, 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 the dhikr that you do before you sleep You yeah. know that the Prophet Hassan taught us To make a dua before we sleep uh, In the name of Allah We We live and we die We die and we live So You know They say sleep is the uh, Is the brother of death You know A gnome It's the brother of death Because If you see a dead body And you see a person sleeping it's very similar. of the breathing the and the breeze, of course. Movement. But, but like generally speaking like looking wise, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you've lost consciousness, things are happening around you, you don't know, you're still your body's almost lifeless, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I I every now and again I, I you know, I don't think of death as much as I'm supposed to. I don't really want to think I'm some righteous guy thinking of death every night. Yeah, but just came up last night. But yeah, like but like that is a time when If I am going to think I do You know usually when you're saying The Dhikr You remember So You know You can't really go to sleep at night And do those Adqara And not think about death So I can't lie it was, Yesterday I was thinking about it A little bit and I was just thinking to myself Like I was just thinking to, I, It's hard to explain Like you know when Sometimes when death just hits you Yeah Like it hit me Like But I'm going to die Yeah And Nothing, there's nothing I can do, so why is it that I'm living like I want, Like I will There's some verses in the Quran that come to mind.
0: Before you mention those, can I just say that? You know what? It's deep about, about what you mentioned, and I don't think a lot of people clock this, is that many people know the da'af are going to sleep, you know that right? But they don't know the meaning. They're just reciting what they were taught to recite when they were young. That's why it doesn't come to their mind about death, because they don't realise that it says, oh Allah, in your name I live and in your name I die They don't know that death is in their right? way because they're just reciting whatever they learn. So that's why it's so important to learn the meaning of these adhqaar that you recite Because otherwise, how are you going to know what you're saying? And you won't feel it, you won't remember as you just said that you do Because you don't know the meaning Sorry to interrupt you, but you I just know, really wanted to... a very
2: important point
1: <sighs> You know, <sighs> Imam Qurtbih has a whole book on death It's a three volume book on death, it's called Kitab al-Tadkira You know the big it's a very scary book. I remember I was reading this kitab one night and I got so much anxiety I was getting so scared like I had to close it. I I I actually couldn't carry on reading it anymore, like it was really scaring me. And the anxiety was a positive anxiety, it wasn't a negative anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety can be positive Like right? as it was really It would me think You're right, you need to fix up So I had to just close the book But you know before he gets into all of that really scary stuff Those scary narrations and the hadith And the way that the Salaf were when it came to death yeah. He mentioned something at the beginning He said I want to mention to you two evidences To show you the reality of death And these two evidences Many people have heard it And they are so scary That you don't actually need anything else other than these two evidences and the only reason I'm going to mention more than these two evidences is because he said our hearts are sick our hearts are hard that we need our we need the speech to be lengthened but in reality he says it doesn't need to be lengthened if just these two verses or rather one verse, one hadith is mentioned it's just enough for a person to be consumed by death and to change their life but he said our hearts are hard so it doesn't penetrate so then he wrote the book and then he went in. That The ayah he brings is simple. Every single soul shall taste death. Every single soul will taste death. I mean that's enough for a person to just stop. But I will be deep my brothers and sisters. There is nothing that is guaranteed in your life. Not your wife, not your husband, not your children, not your health, not your your work, not your paycheck at the end of the month. The only thing that is guaranteed is that you will die. Some people are at
0: uni. You're not guaranteed that you're going to finish your degree. You might die. You're already making plans that, you know, when I finish, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, apply for this job or, you know, like... Bro, who promised you that you're going to even get to, you know... Finish your uni degree or who's promised you you're even gonna see kids you're already planning that you know when My kids are older. I'm gonna do X. I'm gonna do Y. I'm gonna do That you, you You may never even reach there So why are you always planning that but you know you're gonna die But yet you don't think about that and you don't prepare and plan
1: for that the way you plan for these things you, you We prepare for everything that is not guaranteed, but the one thing that is the one thing is what That is is the only thing that is guaranteed The only thing in your life that is guaranteed In your life, that you will die Your risk is also guaranteed You know the hadith the Prophet I I don't want to say the only thing but What are lies that you know is guaranteed? You don't know how much risk you're going to The only thing that you know is guaranteed Is that you will die Do you understand? Yeah And then he mentioned the hadith But before I go into the hadith I just want to mention some ayat from the Quran there's an ayah that touches me Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Speaking to the Prophet sallallahu He said Allah said that we never Allowed for any human being before you O Muhammad to live forever Muhammad sallallahu Before you there was no man woman that was ever allowed to live forever and Muhammad if you die because you're gonna die yeah. وسلم, الخالدون, these people do they think they will live forever do you and me think that if the greatest man وسلم, went through death and wasn't spared it then me and you will be spared it yeah. The angel Jibril came to the Prophet <laughs> He said, "عِشْ ما He said, "Muhammad live for as long as you want, But you will die." So the prophets they were given the option to carry on living if they wished. Another hadith: Allah <laughs> wa ta'ala said, Sorry Allah said, أينما تكونوا يدرككم الموت ولو kuntum fi burujin مشيدة." Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, wherever you are, wherever you may be, death will come and take you, even if you are inside fortresses strong that are built high. You can be in quarantine, and Allah will take your life if He wants to. You can run from coronavirus, you can't run from the ops. You can run forever But if Allah wants you to die You could be surrounded In a strong High fortress But death will reach you, will reach you. Another ayah Allah said nahnu wa ma nahnu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Said that we've decreed Death for every Single individual person And We are yet to be challenged Meaning, who has challenged Allah and beat death? No one Who is it that when the angel of death came to them He said, you know what? Today I'm not gonna die No one Nah bro, when death comes knocking on your door, you're gone No one beat death No one was able to step to that challenge (laughs) Another ayah Allah said وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that The pangs of death The pain of death has come That's the thing you're trying to avoid But it will catch up with you Allah said in another ayah At the time of death the evil people, of kufar, the angels, when they're pulling out their souls, what will they do? Strike their faces. And they will strike their backs and they will say, Taste the punishment of Allah. Another ayah, Allah said, Allah said, and if you could see When the wrongdoers Are in the overwhelming pangs of death At the time at the time of this all being taken out And the angels extend their hands And they say come out Come out Does that make sense? Yeah Well that's a day we're all gonna see man That's said day we're all gonna see but what have you prepared for it? 100% Huh? 100% The last ayah I'll mention here scary your life you see the scene. Allah paints the picture for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the picture of what happens at the time of death. Allah said At the time the soul, it comes to the neck when the soul is being pulled out And the soul As it's being pulled out As it gets pulled out The body comes to the neck When it comes here That's too late now That's when you can't make trouble now That's it Your soul is departing now it's at the neck The angels are pulling it out At that time It will be said It will be said who is gonna cure this person? Who is gonna cure him? Who's gonna save him? Imagine a scene. You're by the your loved one's hospital bed and you can see they're dying now. So the machine starts making these funny noises. It starts beeping 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 and you can see that your mother is going, your father is going, your loved one is going. So you panic and you call the doctor Doctor help help Resuscitate him Do something And it is said Who's gonna save him And Allah said No one can save him The one who's dying Knows no one can save me Allah said No al he knows my time is going This is it now Firaq! I'm leaving now Wal tefatis will be And then before you know it The body is put in a shroud His legs are tossed over each other and is put in the grave And when you bury the person <coughs> You cry over him for a few days In fact, before you bury the person, he's already lost his name what do you call the person that you bury, Abu Bakr? The body. The body's here. You're burying your own brother. You're burying your own father. You should say about him. He's not your dad no more. When you, when as your, the body's here. Your mum, the body's here. The body hasn't come yet. Before you say, "Mama hasn't come yet," but Mama's coming. Now you say what? The Where's the body? Before you say, "Where's mom?" Now you say, "Where's the body?" That's what people are gonna say about you. That you don't need the things to think about. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I remember. You got, you know, I remember Gouled. You know, his cousin got murdered. Abdul Rahman. May Allah have mercy on him. Mm-hmm. I remember he said something. He said something so deep. He said, "I'm scared to even mention his name." You know why? why? Because it will bring up sadness. Sadness memories. Are... Like you know, sometimes you know you, you don't say, you know, you, you want to say, yeah. And you know when when I say Abdul Rahman, his mum might stop crying. So, you become a person who people don't even mention your name Because what?
0: Memories eh? Memories
1: Sadness And then you move on And then you move on And everyone is living their life On top of the earth Whilst you've met your accounting in the grave You've had your questioning And you are either In a garden from the gardens of paradise or you're in a pit from the pits of hell. You know, Sellers used to say every single person is drunk, and they only become sober when the angel of death comes. But it's too late to become sober now. You understand? Mm-hmm. a man, it's sad, bro. It's very sad. It's the only thing we promise, like and the one thing that we don't think about.
0: What do you think, like a person? Maybe, maybe might be watching this and now suddenly they're like you know what I need to fix up I need to start preparing for death Like what's the first thing they should do like this very second This very moment like what's the first thing that should be on their mind right now That like, in order to fix up I need to do
1: this Let's work backwards so you know the answer So you can know the answer let's work backwards Go on the Prophet ﷺ said that in the grave there will be questioning. And the questions will be three: Man Rabbuk. Who is your Lord? Yeah. Who is the one that you worship? Yeah. Number two: Man Nabiyuk. Who is your Prophet? And number three. What was your Religion Religion, What was your religion These are the three questions In the grave You really want to make change Then you need You need To start Learning These three People are going to think Bro I already know
0: the answers I know who my lord is I know who the prophet is And I know what my religion is So why do I need
1: to learn more You Many of us To answer that question, I'll tell you guys a story. There was a sheikh who used to have a parrot. And the sheikh used to do a lot of dhikr. He used to remember Allah a lot. And he used to say, La ilaha illallah a lot. La ilaha illallah he said a lot. La ilaha illallah wahda wa sharikala. He used to say a lot. And as you know a parrot picks up what you, What you say. But does he understand it? No. Does he understand it? No. Does he mean it? No. He says it. So the parrot would always say, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah. One day that parrot died, and the Sheikh cried. His students came, Sheikh, why are you crying? A parrot died. He's crying profusely. He doesn't stop crying. He's crying loud, loud. And as you know, you're not allowed to wail over the dead. You're not allowed to cry like that. You can cry, but you can't wail, like, scream over the dead. Yeah. So the student said, Sheikh, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you taught us this is haram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're doing it. No, not over a human, but a parrot? A parrot yeah. He said, My students, you've misunderstood me. I don't cry over the death of the parrot. I'm crying because of the way the parrot died and I don't want to die the way the parrot died He said, what by do by you by me. mean, Sheikh? He said The parrot died and he would always say La ilaha illallah but he never knew what it meant and it didn't benefit him I don't want it that I died and I'm just saying La ilaha illallah on my tongue and I don't really know what it means and it doesn't benefit me
0: didn't the Prophet وسلم, say that anyone who dies and the last thing he says
1: is La ilaha illallah will enter paradise? Two things. Number one, go to the other hadith that explains it. Which one? The Prophet said, Whoever dies and he has knowledge of La ilaha illallah, then he will go to paradise. So you combine the two hadith that when you die, and you say la ilaha illallah is your last thing And you have knowledge of it Then what does it mean? Then it means that you will go to paradise inshallah And then the other thing I will ask you is that Knowing how many people that have died how And they knew what la ilaha illallah meant How many of them actually managed to say it at the time of death? That shows you so it's not simple as knowing it Knowing it and living by it are two different things <laughs> The ones who live by la ilaha illallah they can say it The ones who don't they will not be able to And I'll tell you another story Imam Ibn Abi Hatim Al razi was an alim, a scholar From the Salaf Al salih A contemporary of Imam Ahmed Ibn Hanbal And on his deathbed The other scholars came around him and you know the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Is that when someone is dying you, you encourage them to say La ilaha illallah Right? Yep. So that it can be the last thing they say And this the scholars felt shy to remind him Because he's a great scholar He knows this So they felt shy But they didn't want to Let their shyness get in the way of the sunnah So they thought of a smart way to get him to say it They said why not revise the hadith in which the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Whoever dies and the last thing he says is La ilaha illallah,' will go to paradise." They said, "Why don't we revise that hadith?" And as you because they would revise the hadith, right? Yeah. So that way, he's saying it in the hadith. Mm. So then they started to revise that hadith, and then one guy mentioned the chain. So one imam mentioned the chain, and the other chain, and then eventually it got to the point of the hadith. And, and they've done it in a way so it would be Imam Abu Zura's 10.
0: To say La ilaha illallah.
1: So the Imam started and he said, Man kana akhiru kalamihi La ilaha illallah. Whoever's last word is La ilaha illallah, the ha of illallah, he died. Angel left wow. took his soul they were able to do that because they spent their whole life studying it and living by it But if you don't, then do you think Allah will allow you to say that on your tongue? No. I've seen many die Even just today we heard news Sheikh Ahmed al-Adam
0: al Ethi- One of the you know, yeah, really great Islam. scholars, I mean, of... Uh, Of Makkah, right? He was in Makkah, he was in. uh, Yeah,
1: he was a teacher. Scholar of Hadith, scholar of Tafsir professor, one of Usdad Yassin's teachers. In the Haram, and SubhanAllah, he
0: passed away today, man. The Umar lost another scholar, man. SubhanAllah, that knowledge is.
1: Not just a scholar. A scholar from the Kibar. Major scholars, man. Major scholars, man. But you see, I tell you something different, though. You see, Sheikh Muhammad, who's passed away, Sheikh Muhammad Adam Ali, Ethiopia. May Allah have mercy on him. But you see him, he's gonna be remembered. Inshallah, for decades inshallah, for mm-hmm. centuries He left behind an explanation of Sahih Muslim One of the most extensive, if not the most extensive explanation of Sahih Muslim He left behind uh, explanations uh, of uh, uh, I think I think either he's got a 3,000 line explanation sorry, sorry, poetry on Usul Al-Fiqh Or he explained a 3,000 line poetry Someone that Abu Tim was telling me earlier Like, bro, the Sheikh's got works oh, You know, he's got tafsir he's done He's explained the books of Hadith. He's got students, his me mentioned, Dua will be made, his janazah will be prayed in the haram. Like that's a way to die. Like, you know, dying is not bad. Yeah. The Prophet ﷺ said, uh, So
0: why is it that we see it as something bad?
1: That's what I'm saying. You know what it is? The Prophet ﷺ said, Anyone who anyone who loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet him, and anyone who hates to meet Allah, Allah hates to meet him. Okay? But who is a person who would love to be Allah? Why would a person why would a person love to die? And why would a person hate to die? Sheikh al-Bani answered it. He said, the reason you hate to go to the next life is because you're going to a place where you've not built anything from a place where you built everything The reason you don't want to die is because you know you haven't put anything forward over there But you see the people of Iman, they've built a house in Jannah already You know the, you know, the Sunan al-Rawatib the, the Sunnah that you pray after your obligatory prayers the Prophet, the Prophet said, if you pray those ten or another generation, twelve raka'at 2 before Fajr, uh, 4 before uh, Zohar, 2 after Zohar, 2 after Mar, 2 after Isha. If you pray them, what is it? Allah will be a little bit of house in paradise So they know, but I've been praying, my son to my whole life, I've got a house in, in paradise mm-hmm. You know? They know they never drunk, you know they never drunk alcohol. They never done zina, so they know they got wife, They got family waiting for them in paradise. They got yeah. they got rivers of wine waiting for paradise. So of course, if a person did it in they October they'll be forgiven and they can have it there. The point I'm making is that like they would do zikr, you know, a certain of car, you do that. Trees are planted in your garden in paradise for you. They think, bro, I've got a garden and a house and a paradise Wait for me inshallah. inshallah The only thing they're worried about is it accepted or not. Mm. That's the only thing they're worried about. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you got to build something for your next life, man. Or like, if, look at the hadith of When a person dies, three things come to his grave with him. One of them remain, and two go back. What is it? The Prophet <laughs> said, The one thing that remains is your righteous deeds, the two things that go back is your family and your wealth. Your family moves on. Your wife gets married to another man Your man gets married to another woman You're in, the, in your grave And they are In love with them Intimate with them mm. Your children are being raised by another man Yeah 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 You know As for your money That goes back to in most cases your family starts fighting each other for it Inheritance also. Not just that, not just that, but how people have died? Family members that I seen, they love their loved their dead ones so much. But like, look at all that stuff that you worked hard. I remember one family member died a family of one family I know one of their one of their one of their family members died. And they were very they really were they, they were really hurt by this loss. And literally a week after the death, they were selling off their things.
0: You have to, yeah. you
1: but, gotta, what I'm saying, what are you gonna do? you pay the bills. But that's you look at look at that all that you worked your whole life. It's gonna go to someone
0: else. Your car's gonna be sold. Your beloved car that you know you say something that like people watch some of these shows and they might be thinking, you know, oh what? Wow, I want a car like that. I want you know like because people some, some people say this in that oh you guys shouldn't do this show because you're building a love for the dunya and people. But the reality is look these cars. You know, cool. The prophet did say sallallahu alaihi wasallam that you know one of the best pleasures in this life is you know to have a. Have a, is it a fast riding beast or a strong riding beast or uh, I can't remember really exactly really but exact along wording. the lines of like a nice house, a nice wife, and a nice riding beast, which obviously in this they would relate to a car. And a nice neighbour, and a good neighbour, and a good name. Neighbour, 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 um, and uh, yeah, but at the end of the day as we've mentioned in this that like, none of that goes with you none of that's going to go to your grave with you you might save up for years in that car you might only get spent six months in it and you die and it gets sold on and now someone else is going to enjoy the car that you saved up you kitted up you modded up you you know did you straight piped it you did all of these things you got your stage one map you got stage two remap you, you might have done all these things but at the end of the day ultimately nothing is yours forever in this dunya so why not put your time and effort and your investment into the hereafter, which is something you know is going to be forever, and we're not saying completely you just leaves. Even Allah said, "Do not forget you know, your portion of this dunya," which obviously some scholars say it's just the white sheet that's going to go with you uh, in your grave. But the point is, is that you're allowed to have a, a good life, but at the same time, just remember, infinity is in the hereafter. So the proportion of your actions, the proportion of your investment, should be in the hereafter. Like if you know that, for example, let's say you've got two different things, you know? that someone's investing in Bitcoin and they're getting a thousand percent return. And someone's investing in some other thing where you're getting 0.0001%. So much like of you a know it's for safety, I'll just put like 0.1% of my wealth in that one. Just, just for safety, I don't want to lose everything. But you would put 99.999% of your money in the one that you know is gonna be a banger and you know you're gonna get a lot of money from So why not apply the same thing to your dean? Why not apply the same thing to this life? One thing I was gonna say was I think it would be good to um, we should put you know that um, that video clip of when we did that uh, podcast. I think it was a child with my wife on coronavirus and death, mm. and I was asking you those questions. And we did that exercise um, of you know. Say uh, Answer the three questions of the grave Now just a quick disclaimer Because I know some people were saying Oh you guys are claiming that You know your lips will be sealed in the grave If you can't answer that's not true You just won't be able to answer And you say I don't know We never intended to say that You know the person who can't answer Physically won't be able to answer Even there we said imagine And also I think I mentioned that You know your hearts will be sealed Point is it's it's an exercise Just to let the reality sink in for you yeah, we'll play the video here. We weren't f- saying that that was exactly That's what's exactly what's going to happen. It was, the point of it was just to give you guys a glimpse.
1: We'll not, not be able to answer. As in, do you mean that, that it, they won't know the answer, they so they'll say, know. I don't know.
0: So, we'll get uh, Johnny to put it in now. Or Jimmy will put it in the description. So. I, think just let, I just think let the episode end, end on it. Let the episode end on that? Yeah, let the episode okay. end. See you guys in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace. Okay, number one, uh-huh. who is your Lord? Allah. And what is your religion? Al Islam. And who was uh, the Prophet that was sent to
2: you? Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.
0: Okay, now I'm going to ask you the same three questions and you have to answer them but you can't open your lips. You have to keep your lips sealed, your lips have to be touching each other and you have to answer them. Okay? So uh-huh. who is your lord
2: as in you want me to speak while well, my lips are closed but i can move your, my yeah, your
0: lips have to be closed so so answer the question with your lips sealed. so who is your lord mm. who is your lord mm. imran who is your lord who right. is your lord mm. bro it's a simple question who is your lord Imagine, that's, imagine in your grave, it's easy to say it right now, but imagine in your grave your lips are sealed and you can't open your mouth
2: and say it. Oh, that's mad. That is mad. It's easy to say it now, but
0: that's what I'm saying. It just came to my mind now. Like, imagine trying to say that with your, with your lips shut. And not, and this is with lips. Imagine if your heart sealed.
2: Why is that such oh, man?
0: Oh, it's came to my mind, I hope, I hope everyone at home was all benefit from that, man. I think it'd be good. If someone just cut that up and just sent that around. I think that would be, you know, really, really beneficial for a lot of people. Why, um, yeah, think- man? I think.
2: If I, if I could just say a final thing based on that to the brothers and sisters Allah said we decreed death for everyone and we're yet to be challenged meaning there is no one that challenged Allah and out of death does that make sense and the Salaf used to say that death is like a sword hanging over your head um, and it's just When Allah tells the angel of Death the sword will drop And your time will come But literally it's hanging over all of our heads And Hassan al-Basri used to say That nothing has deceived the youth of today Except that they think That they will live to see tomorrow No one promises you tomorrow Come back to Allah today And that's why Abdullah ibn Umar Radiyallahu anhuma used to say if you go, if you go to, if you reach the evening, don't expect to wake up in the morning. And if you wake up in the morning, don't expect to reach the night. And that's how we should live our life. That's how we should live our life, man. I think if this is not going to make us turn back, this whole COVID 19 thing, I don't know. Like you said, the nip being sealed one, but the heart. That is mad. That is very mad. Radakala <sighs> Bia <sighs>